What's up? Hello, anyone who is listening. This is a new episode of the Lunch Table Sports Podcast, and it has been almost three weeks since I recorded my last and also first episode, and um, I was not anticipating a delay like that, but um, started back up a new semester at Angelo State, and back to school, the whole back to school process has just been very, very busy from a work standpoint, working at the school, and from a student standpoint, getting to new classes, preparing for those classes, and just getting used to those classes. So it's been a bit of an adjustment period, haven't really had time to record a new episode, but um, the college football season has now started. The NFL season is about to start. And I just figured it was a perfect time to try to get back a quick episode, um, just a just a short episode talking about three three to four topics and um, just a little bit of discussion, just like just like normal. So, first topic I want to talk about really real quick is the college football playoff. Um, I just kind of want to don't have a lot to talk about about this, but just kind of want to throw out the idea that um, even after the college football playoff system was already implemented um, the last couple of years, and there was the four-team format, and there was what everybody now, in theory, um, we now have an undisputed champion, and there, it's better than the BCS Bowl system, I'll definitely give it that, but there is definitely still debate about whether an eight-team format would be better than a four-team format. And, um, you know, if anybody's listening, want to drop a comment and uh, put your opinion out there on that. I personally, I like the idea of an eight-team format, but at the same time, I acknowledge that, um, that more games does mean more health risk for players, and football is a very, very dangerous sport. And I also acknowledge the fact that an eight-team playoff does reward um, teams that did not necessarily earn to be up as high. It rewards them with a with a a chance to make the the final uh, championship game, where they in years past would not have had that chance. And that kind of stinks for the teams that did their job during the regular season and actually won their games. So, I understand that argument, but I'm still sort of leaning in favor of the eight-team system, but the four-team system is doing really well right now, and I'm honestly okay with that because, like I said, it's better than the BCS ball system, so I'm happy with it. But, um, I got three more topics to talk about real quick. Not a long episode today at all. Just want to touch on some topics just to get another episode out there, just to keep up, um discussion and next topic I'm gonna make it quick and you know try to be as diplomatic as possible about this but obviously everybody is talking about the whole Colin Kaepernick situation and by the way yes he did end up making the final 53 man roster so the idea that he was going to be cut because of everything that was going on that that is now um, not the case but he's not starting either Blaine Gabbert got that job so there is still definitely controversies going on. And I just want to say that while um, in America we definitely have the right to protest whatever we want, and there are 
many ways you can protest peacefully. Um, I think, I just think the whole situation is, is not what it should be. I think protesting the way that Colin Kaepernick has as far as the, um, sitting during the, um, United States national anthem and wearing the socks with the police on them depicted as pigs. I think that, um, although I understand what he is trying to promote, like, um, trying to, um, raise awareness of police brutality and that, that type of thing. And this is just not the way to do it. In my opinion, I think it's a very divisive way to go about that. And, um, to claim that your whole goal is to break away from divisiveness to, um, it's just not smart to protest that in a divisive way as well. I personally do not agree with that. I think that if your goal is to promote, um, unity, promote peace between a lot of people, then that's how you should try to go about it. Go about the Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, method of protesting um, as opposed to um, something a bit more in the philosophy of Malcolm, Malcolm X sort of style. Um, not that he's doing anything that drastic, obviously, but um, just the idea that you are just the idea that protesting for equality and unity should be done with the same kind of equality and unity that um, that you're fighting for, and that's what I personally believe. I think the people that are being affected by what's going on, like his teammates and stuff, they um, other other people around the organization, they don't necessarily deserve to be um, dragged into something like this and. Um, I think if he wants to protest, he definitely can, but I just, I personally feel like there's better ways to do it, just due to um, respect um, for police officers, for, excuse me, for the nation, for the soldiers of the nation, and and just for other people in general. I just think there's better ways to do it, but um, that's that's what he's doing, so he's doing him, definitely. So, anyway, just wanted to get that out there, that's what my opinion is on it and I'm sure there are many people that agree with me and many people that don't so and and that's fine but just like I said as long as um, there is peaceful protest peaceful respectful debate then that's always constructive and I just feel like that's the better way to go about it so um two last topics basically uh it, the NFL is about to come back that's sort of what we're talking about already first things first Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation. I don't know what to think about that. Um, Dak Prescott obviously looked great during the regular season or during the preseason. Sorry, and he probably will continue playing pretty well throughout the regular season. He's got a great line, great running backs, really good um, core of receivers. So he's got a great offense around him. Defense leaves some to be desired, but they're. Dallas Cowboys defense is certainly not the worst defense in the NFL, so I, I do think Dak Prescott can get some things done, and if um, during Tony Romo's absence, if he plays well enough, and I think people are already penciling him in as this anyway, but I think he is going to end up being the future um, of the quarterback position for the Dallas Cowboys. I thought that since he was drafted, I thought it was a steal of a pick watching him at Mississippi State 
all the time in the SEC when he was in college, and I think that was a great pick for them. Unfortunate that Tony Romo had to go down. He's a great quarterback, but, um, you know, he's he's just not healthy all the time, and at a certain point, you have to put your health ahead of your career, and it may be about that time for Tony Romo. So, who knows? Probably we'll definitely be discussing that more in the fu- near future as we hear more updates about Tony Romo's status, Dak Prescott's um, status as starting quarterback, and there will definitely be plenty to talk about. And uh, we'll see We'll see if Tony Romo comes back and what he looks like when he does, or will it sort of be a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady thing where if Dak Prescott just runs with it, it's his now. Who knows? Definitely could happen. But um, just definitely hoping that the Cowboys can come back from this. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not a rabid Cowboys fan, but I do like the team. I'm from Texas, obviously, so... Um, I, I will root for them and wish them the best. But that being said, as smart of a pick as it was to get Dak Prescott, I just do not enjoy the signing of Mark Sanchez personally. I think um, I think it's kind of funny back in the um, first take days of last season on ESPN two when Skip Bayless and when Skip Bayless was still there, and he and Stephen A. Smith would argue about things, of course, like they always do, and argue about the Cowboys infamously. And um, and Stephen A. Smith always said that the Cowboys were the most accident-prone team in the NFL. And it sort of does seem to be that way. They always seem to get the, the bad luck um, thrown their way. Of course, the Browns are even worse, but then again, but the Cowboys... I don't know if that counts because the Cowboys build up hope first and then and then come crashing down. But anyway, um, um, Skip Bayless liked to turn that around and say, no, that um, that Mark Sanchez was the most accident-prone quarterback in the NFL. Obviously famous for a lot of mess-ups, like barely having more career touchdown passes than career interceptions just sort of become a turnover machine at this time. He's, of course, got the infamous butt fumble. And now um, Mark Sanchez ended up not winning the starting job to over um, Paxton Lynch, the first-round pick for the Denver Broncos at quarterback, and um, Trevor Simeon, who was a seventh-round pick um, for the Broncos at quarterback last year, could not beat um, either one of them out for the starting job, and they released him. And um, the Cowboys now have signed him as Dak Prescott's backup and totally understand that they need a backup that has game experience. But um, it is a sick, twisted piece of irony and fate that, uh, that the Dallas Cowboys, who always have their hopes come crashing down with something crazy, would get a player like Mark Sanchez and... Um, you know, as not ever wishing anything bad on Mark Sanchez or any other player in their professional or personal life, but for the Cowboys' sake, let's just hope that he doesn't really have to play because that would end up being uh, one big hot mess. But um, <laughs> last topic real quick before I go, like I said, short episode, not too, too long, but just wanted to throw out some thoughts about the NFL is the Vikings quarterback situation. And obviously everybody really, really saddened and upset by the news when uh, Teddy Bridgewater went down 
and tore his ACL out for the season. He looked like he was going to have a very good year. He'd shown a lot of improvements, and the team had really shown a lot of improvements and was good enough to win the division last year, which is very, very hard with the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team in the same division. And uh, and this team, on a lot of rankings uh, so far, has been shown to be in the top five in the whole NFL as a team. And a couple of years ago, they were nowhere near that. So this team has shown excellent improvement under Mike Zimmer. And definitely heartbreaking for Teddy Bridgewater to go down in just the start of his third season. But the Vikings have went and gone out, traded for Sam Bradford to be their starting quarterback for the year, traded a first round and a fourth round conditional pick for him. And um, I think overall they got a good deal. They got they got a quarterback who's played before. He wanted out of where he was. He's uh, been somewhat effective as a starter, but um, definitely, definitely not a great, great quarterback like everyone thought he would be coming out of Oklahoma, his first-round pick in 2010. But um, judging by other options on the market, they definitely got the best that they could, even though they had to give up a lot to get him with a first-round pick. And uh, and a fourth round pick, third round pick, whatever it ends up being, uh, based on records and uh, and stuff like that. That that part doesn't bother me. The first round pick I think is a lot, but the Vikings were going to be a good team anyway, so that first round pick was not going to be top ten or anything. It was going to be um, kind of late in the first round anyway, so it's not a huge deal. And they definitely needed um, definitely needed to get a quarterback so as to not throw away. Um, an entire season over the loss of one player. And um, honestly, very happy for them that they were able to get that done. Hopefully, Sam Bradford does well in that situation. They drafted Laquan Treadwell, Laquan Treadwell excuse me, from Ole Miss to be their new star receiver. They've got a couple of other guys out there like Stephon Diggs and, um, of course, Adrian Peterson still kicking there in the background. And I think if they add um, a few more skill position players like another running back behind Adrian Peterson, a couple more receivers, maybe a maybe a really, really good tight end. Um, that offense will definitely be clicking for a long time coming. I think the Sam Bradford trade is a good one, uh, especially because he did want out of Philadelphia. And, uh, and the Vikings got who they wanted. And uh, on that note of Philadelphia, real quick before, before I end this episode off, interesting that after Philadelphia has traded Sam Bradford, they are not talking about uh, about starting Chase Daniel. They're talking about starting Carson Wentz, assuming that he's healthy. And I think that's really interesting. I don't know um, what that necessarily is saying yet. Um, I don't know if they're if that is um, if that's saying a lot about Carson Wentz and their improvement and professionalism they think he's shown. I, I think it definitely could be that they have a lot of confidence in him. Um, it could be that they didn't have too much confidence in Sam Bradford, and that's perfectly fine trading him away. And maybe it could mean that they were either more impressed by Chase Daniel, where they, uh, where they thought they didn't need Sam Bradford, or maybe less impressed by Chase Daniel where they thought they should start Carson Wentz sooner. I'm not really sure exactly what message we're getting from these kind of moves, but the, nonetheless, these moves are happening, and we'll definitely see how they play out. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to this NFL season 
And uh, maybe next time I do a podcast, hopefully next week, I want to start doing these on uh, Mondays or Tuesdays. Pro- probably Mondays would be a good day just because um, football happened all uh, all weekend, Saturday and Sunday, so there's a lot to talk about. Monday, um, another game would be happening, so there's stuff to look forward to in the future um, for the same day. So I think it, that would just be a good time to do it. And I think, yeah, Monday Monday would probably be a good time, assuming that I am free enough and have the ability to do so. And I kind of want to start talking about fantasy a little bit. Um, I'm a decent fantasy player, but of course, um, you're only as good as the players that actually play for you on the field. So I can't really take any credit for what people have done. I just pay attention. And uh, yeah, maybe we can discuss some of that, see who's um, hot on the radar. But of course, some actual games have to happen before we can do that and um i'll keep i'll keep you updated about how i'm doing in my personal fantasy league just because um it'd be fun to talk about i like fantasy football I like real football i like um like most of all sports so that's why i'm doing this and you know hopefully whoever's listening has a good time listening to this i have a fun time recording it but even if no one's listening it's just like i said fun to record so uh like getting my thoughts out there but uh, thanks for listening bye